My name is Jairus. Most people call me Ruler J. I was asked to uh, appear here today to share with you what happened to me one day because it has some parallels, we think, to what might have been happening to you. My daughter had been ill for a long time and now it comes to almost the point of death. Now I've been praying all the time, daily, and I trusted what Jeremiah wrote in Lamentation, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. I figured that her illness was a test of my faith and eventually she would get better. Truth be told, I was going through the through the motions. After a long time, I really didn't know even if God was listening to me, let alone how he was going to answer me. Now, maybe you've been there during that whole year of the pandemic. What's going to happen, especially like, say, just a year ago? And uh, maybe, on the other hand, you've had you or somebody in your family a, a long illness, and you wonder just what God is going to say about it. At those times, did you really think that David was right when he said, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning? I was dubious. Why me? Oh, Lord, I know you said that too. But I mean, why not my neighbor who never came to synagogue? Had I been praying hard enough? And what can I possibly be learning from all of God's no's, all his thumbs down to my pleas? I wonder what's going on in the minds of people who've lost some loved ones in that building collapse. Which way are their prayers going or their faith? I was hoping against hope. And quite frankly, when I heard that this rabbi Jesus was coming to town, I knew what I had to do. I really didn't care what other people might think. So when I saw him, as, as Mark records, I fell at his feet and I implored him earnestly, my, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get better. Can you believe it? He actually agreed. You know, when he, when he cured that woman who was hemorrhaging, I knew he was gonna do great things for my daughter. I knew he'd help. Uh, at least that's the way I felt until word came she had already died. And I was just about to throw in the towel and tell him not to bother when he said to me, do not fear, only believe. I, I, as I recall, he, he winked at me at the time and I, I knew something was going to happen. But I must admit, I must admit that I was just as happy when he took only Peter, James, and John and my wife and myself into the room where she was because all those other people were out there laughing and I didn't want them to see that he really couldn't do anything. But she was dead and well, I was glad he was going in and they wouldn't see him fail. But when Jesus calmly took her hand and just told her to get up, and she did. You must realize how shocked we all were. We were scared silly. 
Peter said it was sort of like when Jesus calmed the storm. You heard about that last week, if you remember. We were so amazed. Jesus had to tell us to give her something to eat. Now, at that time, Jesus told us not to tell anybody about it. But uh, I'm just as happy because I didn't want to tell people about how amazed and dumbfounded I was that I didn't really trust him. Now, all those restrictions are off, of course, for you. We're past Easter, we're past Pentecost. You're free to tell people about your prayers and God's answers. And don't be shy. It's all right to be embarrassed because of God's overflowing, undeserved love. Well, that's what I needed to tell you. Uh, I'll see you up there. Yep, I'll introduce my daughter to you. I had um, Jairus come today for two reasons. First, because his daughter's illness was probably longer than that quick summary that we get in Mark's Gospel. And most of our problems come over a long time. They take time, like that whole year or so that we were under the threat of COVID-19. The other reason is that he was a recipient of an answer from God that he not even hoped for. Jesus didn't cure that illness. He raised his daughter from the dead. Now, Jairus dealing with his daughter's illness for that long time has the parallels, of course, in the worldwide pandemic that everybody came through. Remember how you felt a year ago? I mean, it wasn't just you. It was around the world. Were you sort of holding your breath? <clears throat> On what were you placing your hope? Was it obeying the rules for wearing masks? Uh, was it staying home while the virus ran its course? Or maybe on how fervently you were praying? Maybe. Or did you hear all about those apocalyptic numbers of people that were dying while our planet is having problems in its ecology too? Wondering if that was the world coming to an end after all. On the other hand, did you really expect God to answer through the pharmaceutical companies that we would have uh, an answer so quickly and so effectively? I believe that God's answers are always better than our prayers. The problem is that when we say with Jeremiah in his book of Lamentations, God's mercies never come to an end, they're new every morning. We can't really understand what his mercies might mean and there's morning after morning when we don't see them. Jeremiah had to keep railing against the leaders of Israel. His lamentation is about Israel's turning away from God. For doing that, he was once thrown down a well. But God allowed it. The gradual is right. How unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. Now, now sometimes people are able to separate their circumstances from their faith and, and, and just say, in spite of that, I'm going to do the right thing. 
And Paul writes about the Macedonian Christians, for in a severe test of affliction, they were begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. Paul had sent Titus around to the various churches to get some relief for the saints back in Jerusalem, where they were in desperate straits. Imagine, these people were considering what others needed while they were in poverty themselves. What a testimony to their faith. But within that year-long pandemic, most people could only pray for themselves because while they had to deal with that, and maybe you had this too, there were still other things that kept going wrong. Some people lost their jobs or housing, food, clothing. They came up with other sicknesses. And there was a whole tension of families being cooped up together that some made some problems. And when any of those more pressing needs were answered with no from God, it must have been like the bottom falling out. How are we going to deal with that? And for all the families of those who have been praying for the people who were lost in the collapse, it was interesting to hear how their prayers had changed and what their faith was saying. They don't have any ability to talk about anybody else. They're focused. But that's how Jairus must have felt when news reached him that his daughter had died. There's an example that happened recently about what emotions can do to us. There's a lady who called herself Nightbird, who sang her song, It's okay, it's okay, it's all right, in her America's Got Talent audition. Maybe you saw that. She was relating how difficult it had been for her to deal with her cancer, which some members of uh, our congregation know too well. She got three thumbs up from the judges, and when she got to the fourth one, Simon Cowell, she said, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. That's a great attitude, and I don't know if that was informed by her faith or whether she was somebody whistling a happy tune and hoping that her emotions would take care of underlying problems. But after she said that, Simon replied about her nice voice and how there were other singers, but then he said he couldn't give her a yes vote. And her face dropped and people gasped, you can't be saying that. And then he gave her more. The golden buzzer, which meant she was assured of going on later on in the season to the live performances. Gold paper was sh uh, shot across the stage. She broke down. Some people wept. And eventually, joy broke out with a standing ovation. Simon seemed to be playing God. What he was actually doing was playing with everybody's emotions. Even the idea of a no vote was upsetting. No one anticipated an answer from a judge that was better than the request for a thumbs up. So how can we be aware of God's constant, gracious, and his undeserved blessing and presence during the long haul, when we don't know how long it's going to be, and even when it does come, the answer might be a no. How can we be more like the Macedonians? 
My friends, it takes looking back, not looking ahead to some unknown future. It takes looking back to another time when the words from the psalm, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning, were most true. Consider how Peter, James, and John must have felt when they watched the lifeless body of Jesus coming down from the cross. He with whom they had been in close contact in that same room and had seen him raise the dead had gotten this no answer from God. He let him suffer. He let him die. He let their master go. And that night lasted until Sunday morning. Easter morning provides the proof that God's mercies have no end. And look at what answer Jesus' followers were given. First, a no answer, no to the agony, no to Jesus' death, and yes to having all of our sins forgiven because of that. That was certainly more than anyone was asking for. The resulting eternal joy doesn't depend on how fervently we pray or the strength of our faith. It certainly doesn't mean we're better than the average sinner. We do as little to get God's eternal yes as Jairus did to raise his own daughter. All our sins are forgiven, even, even our prayers that might demand a yes from God, even our anger for what might be going wrong in our lives. It's a matter of trusting, of believing that our Lord has taken care of our deepest needs and that he will give us not what we ask for, but what is best at that moment, like it or not. His answer is the best one for us. Although during the past year, lots of situations haven't changed. Many people were given no answer to the specific prayers. Just consider what has happened when a little thing like wearing masks has been lifted from us and we can get outside and mingle again. Linda and I were away for a week. Did you miss us? We went down and, and spent part of one day at uh, uh, SeaWorld in Orlando. We weren't expecting crowds. After all, things are just starting to get back to normal. And there they were. Everybody coming. I only got to go on one ride. And uh, SeaWorld wasn't ready either. Most of the uh, food stands were stu still closed. That sudden, better-than-hoped-for reopening of America had brought out this torrent of joy. No matter how great our disappointment over one of God's answers for the long haul, or in a sudden problem, how much greater joy awaits us. Faith is not that God will give us a yes answer to our prayer. Whether you're asking for relief from something sudden or long-term, it is rather trusting that God will give us what we really need, whether we like it or not. We'll always have some problems. As Nightbird put it, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. And let's say happiness is just a little bit of the joy. Faith realizes that if God loves us so much to become one of us, knowing he died to forgive our sins, then we have to believe he'll do whatever is best for each day. When we look back, 
For Jesus' sake, we know we're assured of God's love and mercy. And when we look forward, we see that eternal future. And those together can give us hope and strength for today. With faith, we can give God the glory even when we cannot understand his reasons. Again, as St. Paul wrote in the Gradual, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus to life everlasting.